Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast, part of Logjam Media. My name is Jordan and with me as always is Chris. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing good. You know, Wednesday's a day off, so that meant school all day. So, you know, I got some Arkham Origins in though, so that was kind of fun. That's good. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been doing anything DC related, I guess, but... um. I did a little bit, though. I've been watching, uh, getting back into my Arrowverse watch here and have completed Legends of Tomorrow. So we are done with that. Uh, So that's our Arrowverse update. We're going to have a little chat here about Season 7 of Legends of Tomorrow. So if you haven't seen it, uh, then I guess turn away. But uh, the next episode that you're going to see released on here is part of our villain-themed month where we will make our tier list of the Arrowverse villains. Uh, and we'll, We will rank them accordingly. But I guess let's start with this Arrowverse update here. Uh, yeah, I finished Legends of Tomorrow Season 7, uh, which completes the whole show now. Um, I enjoyed Season 7 more than Season 6, I believe. Uh, and there were one big reason why no John Constantine at all in season seven, (laughs) but they still had to force his darn house into it, which I get is probably saving money and budget and stuff, but God, I got tired of Constantine's house. And the fact that they were never on like the wave rider this season, that was a huge downside for me um you know what else i miss really is and this goes arrowverse wide here at this point i miss the opening like my name is barry allen or you know uh, the arrowverse use uh, legends used to do that too Um, i don't miss the opening as much i used to make fun of it as my name is barry allen and i see the same thing every week but he would change it every season he would and I like that. And so we'd I say like the when same Legends, thing every 24 weeks. Legends would do it. Uh, and that's kind of like the first time in season one they did it. I don't think they did it in season mm-hmm. two. But in season one they did it. And they would poke fun at it. You know, like I think Mix uh, was a little humorous um, over over the intro. So it is uh, it is interesting that I, I, I do miss that. And I also didn't like how many times they just changed the intro of this show um like different songs different style of intro sometimes in the same season 
There are a couple of them I really liked, though. So, like, I kind of, I kind of liked it. I think the show is about reinventing themselves constantly, uh, especially with the characters coming in and out. So, I think it fit with the show. I don't think it would have worked for an Arrow or a Flash. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it lacked identity in that regard, then. You know? Um, I would actually argue that it added identity. They kind of updated it for the seasons and you know but something like season seven had like three or four different ones uh they they had like the intro for when they're stuck in the 20s they had an intro when they're like uh it was i like look so this is where i come from it is uh, your theme song or intro should be uh as repetitive as possible and and the reason i say that is because it needs to be something that I look forward to like that, that I can hum along and be like, Oh yeah. I, I like that is, you know, like people do the thing with friends where they do the clap at the part, right? Like you yeah. need something to be familiar and it's part of the comfiness of a show. Be like psych comes on and I'm like, Oh yes, I know the intro. I know you know. Now they would change it up sometimes for like the Christmas one. And that's, that's fun. But like when you're changing it every year, I had a hard time being like, Oh, I like the intro, you know, it was very, um, I think there was one intro I did like, and it was probably when they first switched from doing the, my name is, but then they, I can't even tell you what it is now because they just changed it every single time. And I'm, I'm like, I don't even remember what it was now, but yeah, that's probably like a, a downside I will say for, for this show overall, I get what you're saying. Like it adds identity because they keep, changing it but that so so that is the thing i think i find it endearing you find it annoying it's when you say that like the show had to reinvent itself so many times uh i put that as a negative on legends of tomorrow i know some people will probably put that as a positive Um, Uh, i think it's a positive i never got bored with the show i it's the only arrowverse show that i don't think had a major dip in quality ever i think it was pretty consistent across the board. You might have enjoyed a season more than others. Mm-hmm. And I know you didn't really like the magic stuff from John Constantine, but I thought Legends basically was Legends. Every week you knew what you were getting, and it was anything. Anything was possible. And that was the allure of the show to me. I looked forward to it because that wasn't it wasn't predictable. And they always kept me on my toes. And it was fun. You know, and the characters are the characters. And it was a show about characters and it was so I thought it was written in such a unique way for what we got with the Arrowverse that I I am totally a fanboy and an apologist for the show. Yeah, and I don't want to come across like too harsh because I this is my second favorite Arrowverse show, right? Like I put this above Arrow. Oh, I know you like it. I I uh, get it. It's just like it can work against you as well when you have to keep reinventing yourself because what happens is I lost a favorite character every season. Pretty much. And when it gets to that point, it's there. There's some characters I'm sitting at and I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care about Spooner. I don't really care about Astra. Right. Like th- those characters did not move me the way that like Ray or, uh, you know, Stein and Jax, you know, like th- those characters were the core of the show. So I, this season did revisit some of that, right? Like the hundredth episode. Uh, yeah 
revisits that and that's great but then sometimes new characters really work my one of my favorites is nate and he was an addition in season two one of my favorites is zari who is an addition in like three right uh, one of my yeah. favorites is um gideon in this season and she's a human for the first time you know what i'm saying so like it can it can work in its favor and sometimes it's a detriment to the show but i think season seven was a step up from six um and I think if I'm looking back at the weakest season of this show, it's for me still season four when they are half like when Nate is separated from everybody in the time bureau and they're like not on the wave rider as much like season four for me is probably like the season I would rank last. I get it. I I honestly liked each season pretty much the same. Other than season one, I thought season one started rocky and got good as they got to the end of the Vandals uh, Savage story. Um, but I really liked season two. In the middle of season two, I thought they got great. I think there was ups and downs, but I don't think there's a season that's much different than any of the others. I think season three is my favorite. I think, see, so the only thing I disagree with that is I think season four is the most different because that's the season with like Mona. Yeah. Right. And it's like the first one of the magical stuff. Like it, that was the season. It kind of changed a little bit. And, and it was again, like half the first half of the season. Well, the focusing focus on time bureau magic. stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it was a very, um, season four, very odd. I felt like season five was a big return to form. Mm-hmm. And then, season six I felt like was just a little step down from five. And then I think seven was like the, probably the best in season three, if I had to be honest. Well, so my thing with the show is that every season there was two or three episodes. That'll be like, yup. You could make an argument that that's a top 10 legends episode. Mm-hmm. Every season had those moments. And I don't think you went too far without a peak. Like I, and I think the valleys were pretty small. I, the, I, the I only like the thing, show. I'm an apologist. Yeah, the only thing I would say it didn't work for me in this um, season is I was really digging the surprise, like the tw- like the build up to the twist of like, oh my god, there's like a robot, um, uh, robot Jager Hoover, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and we're trying to figure out who is causing that, and then it was just Bishop, you know making robots of the ro- uh, of the legends which that when it got to that point of like legend robots and stuff i wasn't a fan of that i was hoping for like a bigger twist like oh my god it's this person from something else i will say i did really enjoy the episode focused on bishop though when we get him with the ai and we see how like gideon is you know throws other ava out the airlock and then she'll do it again later when it comes to Gideon and Gary, right? So it's kind of like a setup for that. But I thought that episode really enthralled me is seeing like Bishop realize mm-hmm. that the legends were heroes and that he was the bad guy and how he dealt with that. I thought that was a really cool turn for Bishop. And that's again why like this is a step up from season six is because like season six, I didn't care about Bishop because it separated Sarah from the group like entirely, right? And that was such a, so like seasons four and six, I'd probably rank lower 
than like the rest of them. I am a season one apologist. I will say that I do think that season gets like, I understand that like the show gets wackier later and that's some people's vibe. I did like some of the serious stuff in that where like, you know, Vandal Savage was uh, a pretty good villain in the sense of he's somebody like in the future, but yet he's also in the past and you have to kind of figure out how to deal with that. Um, like I really liked when they take like baby versions of like themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Or like to to where Rip's mom was, and so, like th- that stuff for season one was really cool. And I'm a Rip Hunter fan, so that was great. See, um, that's the big difference between you and yeah. me. I'm not a huge <laughs> Rip Hunter fan. I think Rip Hunter is actually like one of the biggest detriments of the show. I think it gets better when he's off the wave rider. Yeah, no, I, I, like if you had seven seasons of Rip, oh my God, as, as the once leader, I, sign over, me up, sign once, me up. <laughs> once Sarah takes over, it's a better show. Yeah, but, I don't know. I, I'm not, we know that I'm not yeah. big on Sarah Lance, but. And it makes no sense to my brain. Um, It's all, it's all fair. It's all yeah, relative respect. Unfortunately, like you have your opinion, but. Unfortunately, this show got canceled and. I had heard stuff about the the final season cliffhanger. I will say, I had no problem with this cliffhanger. Like I I I thought it was going to be a bigger cliffhanger the way people have talked about it. Because in my opinion, I can easily retcon this of or mind canon whatever you want to call it right where they get out of jail real quick booster teams up with them going forward boom there he's part of the legends and that's and that's that like i don't need to have seen it like i i know that no prison can hold the legends so they will get out of that and that's it i, I the most of the episode actually wraps up right before they get onto that ship yep. and um so in my mind it's just like all right, good. Now, if it was like something where I would have had a bigger problem if it got canceled at the end of season six, because the end of season six is when we see the wave rider get blown up and them stuck in 1925. That would have been worse. I would have been like, oh my God, I can't. I, like, obviously they get out of it, but how? How they get out of jail? I, they can do anything, right? Like, they're yeah. whatever. They're they're legends. They're superheroes. I think it we'll was it what, watching it live and the news hitting live that it wasn't. I'm sure, yeah. It was a little... I, I was I invested in the show. Yeah, I was invested in the show. And they did that thing where they're like, we kind of are going to leave you hanging. We're going to make you wait. And and it just it sucked. Especially because I really like what they did with Booster Gold. I thought that was fun. I'm a big yeah. Scrubs guy. Donald Faison is awesome. I was I thought spoiled. He was... I was spoiled, obviously, that Donald Faison is a booster in this, but I had no clue how they used him in in this. So, like, getting right. that reveal that he was one of like the the keepers of the fixed point, I thought was really cool. And you know, him doing that golf scene was really yeah, cool. Yeah, and then him realizing that they sent him here because. It's really a punishment. Uh, yeah, it's like a pointless uh, it's, fixed point. Po- Nobody would want to go change it. Yeah. Right. So that that was great. I It was perfectly booster. It was well-written. The energy of the character was completely spot on. And I was disappointed because I thought, you know, booster of the legends, that just 
makes a lot of sense. You know, Booster and Rip Hunter, no strangers to each other. So, it, you know, it, it seemed like a perfect fit. I, I have a I have a problem with teasing me with that and then letting it go. I agree the cliffhanger isn't that huge of a cliffhanger. I think it's the fact that it came out of a cliffhanger. And we watched Supergirl have a season finale where that show fell off the damn rail. We saw... I think Batwoman was continuing at this point for another season. Um, I think they, Batwoman got wrapped up in the same season. Okay, but I feel like they had a they knew it was over and they had an ending. Uh, I I have not Correct finished me if I'm it, wrong. so I don't know. <laughs> I will finish it, but I'm on the final season. I haven't I haven't finished it. But so I don't know. But we had just watched Oliver get his send off, and yeah. to me, the root of the Arrowverse, the core shows. Or Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, in whatever order you care. And I will say though, I do put some of this on the writers of this show. Well, they had a the second to last episode could have been a season. It could series have. Finale. It was very very fitting. Um, and they went and even from, this one could have been. A, all they had to do is just not have them get in jail, and and you have a good finale. You know what I'm saying? So like, I understand the thought process showrunners go through is I want to leave the executives wanting more so that way they renew us. But they don't care. This was a whole new regime coming yep. into CW. They don't care. They're cutting they're cutting everything. And you were the little show that could. You weren't like Superman and Lois famous. So right. it does uh, suck. This show has a really rabid fan base. It's a small one. Yes. But it, it's 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 a very vocal, very and you know the people who enjoy this show are kind of twofold. There are kind of people who found the show by accident or they're hardcore DC fans who like that it gives them a different flavor. That's kind of where we're at. But, like, dude, people who, uh, you know, probably found the show by accident. Like, it was like what's this, DC show? DC Legends Tomorrow? Okay, I'll try it out. And they probably came on to, like, season two or three, and they're like, okay, come on. I... I, it was just there, and <laughs> this show never had a big budget. The only regret that I have for their show outside of the finale is they never did Wally West right. They they tempted they teased me with, "Hey, we're gonna put Wally West on the Legends," and then it was like, "Are you are you gonna stick well, to that I for one they, week?" Yeah, I think they realized that maybe it wasn't a fit or something, and they it's the budget of having the speedster on when they could only do the power so much in the episodes. That or like maybe the chemistry with the cast wasn't there, or it was something they wanted to try out, and then they were like, "Eh, we can actually do it without him," because you you know one of the things is right. Like I even forget sometimes Nate has steel powers because they barely use them, and. Yeah. You know, at some point, this does become not a superhero show. This at some point just becomes a group of people who go through time and face magic, right? Like uh, a science fiction show. Almost it, it's more kind like of... a Orville, Star Trek, stuff like that instead of superheroes because, uh, like, yeah, Sarah gets some powers, but it's just invulnerability, which is easy for them to uh. kind of portray. The rest of them don't. Right? right, it's magic stuff, and like it's got a bit of a Rick and Morty vibe to it, where it's yeah, kind of it serious bit, and yeah. kind of not serious, and the fans of it like really care about it. But like, 
nobody else cares about it. And uh, yeah, I I feel bad that more people didn't care about this show because I think there was more heart in this show than there was pretty much every show on TV. I I'm sorry, it just until Superman and Lois, there there was a real lack of what Legends offered, and Superman and Lois does it on a much better quality scale. Like th- that's like movie production TV show, but writing characters with heart that you're invested in, that uh, the story progresses in a way that's mature and emotionally reasoned, um, but still kind of like comic booky and silly. That that's hard to do, and Legends did that perfectly. And again, they didn't do it with any budget, any budget whatsoever. Uh, so some of my favorite episodes of the season, I, I liked the 100th episode. I, I did also like the fixed point. That was one I really enjoyed because it is this over and over again type of thing. And it's like this fun bar outside of time that's watching the events. Like th- That's all a lot of fun. That was fun. Um, uh, the... Uh, too legit to quit, which is the second to last, of course, like we talked about, sets up a lot of stuff and like pays off a lot of stuff. So I, I did like that. Um, and then the finale, um, I enjoyed a lot too, especially like, you know, Gary landing in 30,000 BC and having to create a door so his key works to get into the thing. Um, and I will say I really like the uh, Gwen Davies role instead of the Constantine role for Matt Ryan. I really did enjoy that. He was incredibly good at it. Mm-hmm. He kind of fell into Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt, he finally fell into John Constantine because he did it for the NBC show and he got carried yeah. over and he ended up voicing Constantine animated. So that was such a natural role at this point. He doesn't even have to try. Matt Ryan is basically just Constantine. So to have him show some acting jobs was kind of fun and rewarding. And his character, I cannot believe how much story they put into that. That that was not a throwaway character. Yeah, he's creator emotion- of time travel. He has all of this stuff going on with his past and yeah. a lot of good stuff. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I just I loved it. I thought it was fun. Uh, and it was emotional. I, I loved everything about that character. I think that my favorite episode was the 100th episode, though, because it gave you everything you could have asked for. Like, the only you know, downside I have with that is that it, it is an episode focused on Astra and Spooner. Not to, like, harp on that, but, like, I wish that we would have seen more of, I knew that characters came back in this episode, but it's mostly going through Gideon's memories and we got to see different points of time in it and stuff. But since Spooner and S since Spooner and Asher don't know those characters, it didn't hit certain ways for me uh, the way it would, if it was two other characters, but I mean, I get what they were going for. It's a way to have every character mm-hmm. in it pretty much. I really enjoyed the second to last episode of the series. Yes. I thought that was fantastic. A great montage, like at the end, right? Like it, it, was... it felt like the end. And I was ready to say, I was ready to say goodbye right there. I was like, just say goodbye. 
Uh, yeah. All right. Good. So let me let me rank the legends. Are you ready? We're gonna rank them. Oh well, god. Season seven. Season seven main cast. We are ranking. We are ranking these. Okay. Number one, of course, Nate Haywood. Number two, this might be where we get controversial right here. I don't know. Zari. Okay. Uh, Preferably the one that's in the totem. <laughs> Zari one. Our original Zari. Yeah. Um, Zari Tomaz, not Tarazi, because Tarazi is uh, the Bayrod um, sister. Okay. Uh, let's go with. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I've gotta go with Gary. Gary's gotta be number three. Get out of town, <laughs> Gary Green, Gary baby. Green. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, let me let me adjust it. It is Bayrod, then Gary. Okay. You're putting so. Bayrod ahead of Sarah. Are you kidding me? I love Bayrod. Yeah, I love him and like what did, what did Roma- do? like romance and stuff. What did Bayrod do? Bayrod is high all the time as one episode of character development of the whole show. No, he has more than that. He has uh, he is a great character. Um, God. Gideon. I'm going to go Gideon. I like, I Gideon. like that she's part of the actual Legends now. Uh, and her relationship with Gary was a lot of fun. It was something. <laughs> uh, I have... Ava Sharp next. Ava Sharp before Sarah. Yes, I like. I am Team Ava over Sarah. And I have Ava higher than this too. So it's. I'm not criticizing. It's just like, eesh. Sarah's then, my number one. Then I have Sarah. Then I have Gwyn. Then I have Astra. And then I have Spooner. I think I have Spooner ahead of Astra, but they're both at the bottom. Yeah, I feel like yeah. At that I, point, I did they like were... Spooner at the end, but she had to grow on me, and she didn't have that much time. To yeah, grow. it it took a bit. Like I hate when they introduce. They did the same thing with Zari originally too, when they introduce a character that then they just all they want to do is leave the legends for the first few episodes. They're there. It's the same thing Spooner had to go through, and at the beginning of season six, and I'm like, we get it, uh, but. Let's get to the point where they fall in love with you guys and are part of the team, please. Because it's a repeated storyline quite a few times in the show. But yeah, so that's my Legends ranking. All right, Um, so for me, I don't know that I'm going to do the whole ranking, but I would say Sarah's number one, Zari one is two. Um, I'll put Nate, number three. I'll put Ava, number four. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of fine right there. Like, as long as those are the top four, I think the rest are interchangeable. Um, but to me, the show became Sarah and Ava's show. Zari, what? My biggest frustration was I really like Zari one. And sorry too. It's not that I disliked her, but I like Sorry One so much better. And I liked Sorry Two by the time we get to the end of this sh- series, 
And I liked her more in season seven because she wasn't with Constantine. Like, again, it was just like a... You really have a bugaboo about Constantine. Yeah, Constantine would be like bottom of all of my rankings of Legends. Just because I, I don't find him that interesting. His tone didn't fit with the rest of the show. I really don't think it did. I, He's going I, through I, like this withdrawal yeah. of magic and stuff and like being addicted to it. And everybody else is like being a goofball and having a good time. It's very weird tone after the show changed tone. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Sarah Lance is the one common thing before Ray Palmer left. You could argue that he was the best character. I Sarah to me was Sarah to me was the constant of the show. She was the one thing you could always rely on. She, you know, the witty puns, the the funny, cheesy lines that she says with confidence. She's just cool. She's comfortable in her own skin. And God damn, is she gorgeous. Uh, the only issue I have with Sarah is I feel like they, like she doesn't really match with the Sarah we met in Arrow. And that's a good thing. I guess. I don't like, I mean, I don't I, like I, the Sarah in Arrow that much. The Sarah in Legends is far superior. It's hard to, like, realize they're the same character. The the way that, like, they're just totally different. So, I don't know. Well, well, remember, the Sarah in Legends has gone through some little extra death and, you know, has a different perspective on things. Well, that's that's wild. Season 6, when they make her, like, a... clone alien thing yeah that uh, that was hard to sit with that was hard to sit with. i'm like so it's not actually sarah anymore guys this is uh sarah that has all of her memories but it's not the sarah it's not sarah's body it's it's basically the the same consciousness that's all it is yeah it's like having gideon as a computer uh it it got real weird with that um but it did have some benefits it gets her um pregnant right uh yeah at the finale. And I wanted yep. to see her and Ava be parents. I that would that'd be cool. Yeah, but we did get to see the baby Little, uh, in the So would that be a clone would that be a clone clone baby or would that be an alien clone baby? Yeah, cuz she's uh, Ava's a clone, right? Right. So they so Sarah's technically an alien clone. Mhm. Yeah, she's but, a different species cuz she can just right. get pregnant from Right. Yeah. Who knows. So that did get weird. But that's also why I love the show, because it got weird. I mean, Mick Rory gave how many babies out of his nose? Yeah, a lot. Uh, that that was again. awesome. Um, that was awesome. And then I love I love that Mick Rory was, like, all protective of his, like, children, which is so hilarious, because it's just, like, he would not, like, you don't think he would be a good dad. And, like, if Leah, she uh, he's a good dad to her. That's the one redeeming quality of Mick Rory. He's a good dad. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the only redeeming quality I could find. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty. He's much probably it. my least favorite legend, actually. McRory is probably yeah, no, my I, least I favorite. I still have Constantine below Mick. Mick, Mick to me should have left a couple seasons before he did. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for our our Arrowverse update. I am working my way through season eight of the flash right now. That's been taking me a while. I love the first half of it. Right now. I think I'm at a point where. uh, It's like the black flame thing. It's weird. I'm not a big fan of that. And, And since people pointed out that the showrunner 
doesn't like them fighting stuff. I've picked up on it even more because with the flame, they're like just yelling at Chester to like, it's not really your dad, like fight it. And it's like, yeah. can we have a real villain, please? Uh, I, I just, I don't know. Well, I, I'm tired of it turning into clean up, clean up, everyone do their share. I get a little annoyed with the after school special of it all. It's getting annoying. It's getting problematic. I'll tell you what I'm really looking over, forward but... to, though, Chris. What my wife wants to re my wife wants to watch all these. She's seen bits of it, so I said, "What I'm really looking forward to is revisiting seasons one through three of The Flash." That oh is my peak. goodness! I, I literally just peak the other day, stuff, other day I just watched The Man in the Yellow Suit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on my top ten. Just telling you right now, and. I ended up just like, oh my god, am I just gonna rewatch the rest of season one? Yeah, I did. Season one is perfect. It really it, is. It's, I, I it's really love so it. good. It's it's addicting television. The characters make sense. Nobody's stupid just because they need them to be stupid. Mm-hmm. It, it's really it's really good television. Season three, honestly, might be my favorite. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can. My favorites are, I think I've always said with Flash, it goes one, two, three. Yeah. They go me, in order. One, two, three, four, yeah. five. I think me, and goes, then it goes out of order at seven, because then it's like, right. seven's better than six. I guess season one is the best. It was perfect. But season one and three are very close to me. And then season two is really close to, yeah. It's the just, first three are like its own unique vibe that feels very different than the rest of the Arrowverse. And, and I it really, didn't try to be part of the Arrowverse. It, like, it was like, it, it had its nucleus. In, but not like, yeah. yeah. It, you know what it, was a really good episode? Uh, Green Arrow versus Flash. And that was a really good one because it was a crossover, but it didn't feel like Arrow took over the show. And I, I like yeah. that. And I also, I also like the, uh, I'm going to, you're going to go over there and I'm going to shoot you with an arrow. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're not. <laughs> it comes back <laughs> and, around in the Elseworlds one too. I like that. And I love that. It was, it was a really good payoff. Um, I like the Elseworlds crossover a lot. Uh, not just because it's the name of this podcast, but <laughs> Uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot. I like when they're fighting the Amazing Robot and it keeps... And then buries Oliver and he's just, you have failed this city. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Alright, well we'll wrap up our Arrowverse talk here because we're about to release our next episode here which is our Arrowverse Villains tier list. And uh, while I will put it on audio as well, I do think it is best if people watch that one on YouTube because we're going to have the tier list up. It's going to have pictures of the villains. We're going to rank them. Um, and it's going to be a consensus ranking. So I can't like, we can't overrule each other. So if one of us really likes one, one of us really doesn't like it, then we're going to have to come to some sort of uh, middle ground on where we're going to put the villains. This is going to be a friendship tester. all right well uh if you want to reach out to us at elseworlds dc fan on all of our socials in the show notes below you can find all of those as well uh please like and subscribe if you're watching us on youtube or you can also rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify we have some good stuff coming up in the future 
uh, we have another draft coming up and I'm, I'm not sure what podcast we're putting it on, but you can find it. I'll put it on both. I don't care, but, uh, it's going to be Valentine's day draft where we are drafting comic book couples and that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, uh, that is it. Thank you all for watching and listening and we will catch you next time.